0: and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Asana Nakornchai and Derek Nipatura, owners of Bites Asian Tapas. Bites is a cozy spot with lots of small plates from the Pacific Rim and beyond. Yes, quote-unquote, beyond, (laughs) which includes both Mexico and India a restaurant located in the heart of Lakeview here in Chicago. Japan, Thailand, China, Korea, Vietnam, and the U.S. of A. They all make great food, and you'll find influences from all of them here at Bites Sapas. It's sort of like a culinary supergroup. On the menu, they have kimchi, egg rolls, pulled pork, top corn bread, waffles, which are the food brunch menu, and ribeye stuffed. Crime Amigo Taco. It's tears that take form of Thai-style chili sauce. And believe you me, it is spicy. (laughs) So you want to come here, and while you're feeling, well, you know whatever you're feeling. Just calm down. Just know that the hardwood-covered walls, a roaring fire, some ramen noodles, and a spicy ginger martini, the hot geisha, will improve your cold February night. So today we're sitting down with uh, Derek and Asana, owners of... Bites Asian Tapas, how are you guys doing today? how are you? Oh, fantastic. Come here way too often. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about opening an Asian restaurant in Chicago. Tell us a little bit about backgrounds and yourselves. Well, first off, let's start with the restaurant. Bites Asian Tapas is what? It's a pan-Asian
1: restaurant that serves small bites. We we'll also have sushi as well. So it's a bunch of small plates. The idea is food sharing. Like we want people to come in, order a bunch of small plates, and share that. And like in Asian culture, it's I think it's the basic of, of most Asian cultures. When you sit down and you know meet with your friends or family and sit down and catch up and, and share food. So I think that's that's kind of like a, you know, main idea of how, how that came from. And we're all both we both love to shoot and just play food <laughs> <laughs> But like we we'll always go out and we have a bunch of friends, order a bunch of food and so it's, it's kinda like what we like as well that into the
0: I heard a pretty interesting statement last mm-hmm. week. Someone said you go out to dinner to order different food
2: mm-hmm.
0: other than what you're eating with the same person, which makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. If you go out and order the same thing as someone else, right. you could just made it at home. Right. When I had delivered right? Exactly. right? Exactly. That was, that's a shocking to me. So I kind of refuse to order the same thing as other people. <laughs> unless you're sharing, right? Yeah, uh, right? But it's good. So you guys are both Thai right. and is. White's Asian Chappas is fusion. How did you guys decide to open a non-Thai restaurant instead of a, a fusion restaurant?
1: I mean, I personally, I enjoy all kinds of food anyway, mm. not just Thai, and we just want to be different, I think. You know, just because we're Thai doesn't mean you know, we have to do something Thai-related, per se, right? So we just kind of want to open it up to, to more like a, a broader audience, mm. maybe, yeah.
0: So what are your backgrounds? You guys been chefs trained in cooking in the past, or what was, Not what was the background all. on opening Not a restaurant? At Not at all. Went to college to open a restaurant? Uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's kind of how it kind of
3: just fell. You know, I had a restaurant uh, maybe seven, eight years ago where it was a small period place in the suburbs. Of oh, Chicago. Yeah. Of Chicago, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that opportunity just kind of just fell in my lap okay. and kind of ran with it. And then, from then on, like, even before that, I've always worked. In, you know, when I was a, when I was in high school, I worked in restaurants part-time. My, one of my best friends, they owned a Thai restaurant in Chicago, a really okay. popular Thai restaurants It's called Old Thai. Okay. And so, like, I've always been around the industry, and, you know, just through the years, it just makes sense, you know? you That's what you've done your whole life, and that's what you're good at, so that's what you're gonna do, you know? like. Um, and then, as far as cooking, though, I really took an interest in cooking when I started watching uh, Iron Chef, okay. the original Iron Chef, the Japanese version. Like, late nights, like, uh. when I was in college, you know, you stay in LA watching TV, and there would be Iron Chef on food Network. And- it really, I really got stuck on that for a while, and then from there, you know, I started cooking and experimenting with different flavors and that, and also just like, you know, um, you know, growing up, I had friends of, you know, all different nationalities, like Asian nationalities, Korean, Chinese, and I got to always got to eat, you know, Korean food, Chinese mm-hmm. food, and all that stuff. So, like kind of just i love to eat so i like i'm gonna cook it and now here i am cooking it for a living
0: <laughs> cooking is definitely a passion i remember when i was in college i went back to where i used to live to visit some friends and my friend was hosting a party he's like a chef now in milwaukee he literally like left his party so like everyone's in the basement like hanging out he was upstairs watching cooking shows <laughs> in his own party i think i have like seen to him in like maybe 10 years i'm like what are you use? i watch the show it before like DVR right <laughs> you know, he's gotta watch this show I'm like this is like hardcore and now he's like a sous chef at like a restaurant in Milwaukee he's a sous chef at like Ryan I'm walking before I closed down before the steroid scandal. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like I've worked in cooking before. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, I took like um, shifts at the like cafeteria. Just learned from the chefs to learn to cook. Yeah. That's how I learned to cook personally. Because right. at home, like it was like very basic. Because like my parents' palate is different than mine. Yeah. Mine's way different. My brother said, "What happened? You changed from like <laughs> chicken nuggets and like mac and cheese to like eat anything."
1: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good thing, right? <laughs>
0: Exactly. So walk us through steps of opening a restaurant. You guys say to each other one day, Hey, we're gonna open a restaurant, tomorrow you like find a space and then lick you split, start cooking. In. How did it all go down? Well, oh, it's a lot more complicated than that. Oh yeah.
1: Definitely <laughs> <laughs> really takes quite a bit of time.
0: Yeah. Sure, walk us through an example of what happened.
1: I mean you know first thing is like, oh let's open a restaurant and then we're like, Okay, what kind of restaurant? What concept? You know, what area you wanna be in? Then you started thinking, like, you know, the location, which always not easy to find. I think it took us, like, six months at least.
0: And who was us, you and Derek?
1: Me and my uh, former partner, Marita. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she and I were looking for a while. And we ended up here, which ironically was the space that we first one or two that we looked at. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, went on and looked at him many more and then came back to this so we ended up here and then obviously then you have to start thinking about rebuilding or um, construction and all that and licensing so it's a lot of of process
3: yeah Yeah. especially in chicago there's a lot of red tape
0: to get through before you can actually open a restaurant. So how did you guys know about the information? Did you have other friends that ran restaurants, or how did you kind of learn all the that, tricks the squad, of trade, per se?
1: So that, and also talk to the city itself, because okay. they have like, resources.
3: Lawyers. And, and, yeah.
1: And stuff like that. You know, and online. A lot of, a lot of it is from from friends and also in the business. Okay. So that, that helps.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people in the industry, so you Makes sense. Yeah. So buying property, renovating, okay. buying tools, supplies, costs money.
1: Right.
0: You just had that kind of money laying around, or what was the result there?
1: Um, I, I guess we're fortunate enough to, like, I have my parents that were really supporting idea me, but yeah so they they kind of helped me out as far as this so I, I borrow money <laughs> from them <laughs> and that's how I got started I mean it's not as easy yeah I mean obviously you need quite a bit of funding
0: yeah. makes sense so walk us through the menu a little bit we've already talked that it's multicultural it's tapas mm. what should people be expecting here because you have yeah. dinner menu late night menu mm-hmm. brunch menu Let's walk through step by step. Uh, well, we first
3: started with the dinner menu. That was the first menu, the main concept of the restaurant. Okay. You know, and again, um, and just more coming up with. I want to say small plates that that um, incorporated Asian flavors into more traditional. Um, Food, mm-hmm. American food, traditional American food. Right? Okay. Like, for example, our, our chicken katsu sliders. It's a slider, right. right? I mean, most people recognize what a slider is, but you know, you've got the, the katsu, the panko cooked the chicken with the wasabi mayo and the slaw. I mean, so, incorporating Asian flavors into dishes that um, Americans can recognize, almost like comfort food, right? With, with a twist, you know. And so, um, and then from there, you know, the sushi also made sense because, you know, we wanted to keep going on the Asian thing, and then as far as sharing, like, sushi is, you know, it's a cut up into pieces, yeah. or it's a little small piece that you can order and share, you don't have to, like, one person doesn't have to finish their whole roll by themselves, like, right. share it with someone, you know, so it's all meant for sharing,
2: right.
3: yeah, yeah, and then the late night menu, that got started in a weird way, because, <laughs> um, so we're both, we're both Thai, and there's a Thai community in Chicago. And, you know, through others, even when I was younger, we'd always, every now and then, stop in at, like, this Thai restaurant or Thai bar or whatever you want to call it. They would be doing late night, they'd be doing Thai karaoke and serving, like, traditional um, Thai bar food that, like, you would have in Thailand. Which is what? we were all drinking, like, um, Midnight like
0: Bar Food in America is pizza, right? burgers, fries, fries right, right, pure Wisconsin cheese curds. In
1: Thailand <laughs> would be, like, some spicy salad.
0: Some spicy salad. Um, so healthy. Of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: like
0: fried pork
3: skin. Right. Um, um what else? grilled is- meats, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but yeah, everything mostly spicy because, when you eat spicy food, drinking a beer, the beer washes it down. Right. And you're having a good time, right? It's a beer. Oh, Yeah. But yeah, that's, and that's how the late night thing started. So there was this gap. The, the one restaurant that was doing um, that for the Thai community, they decided that they were going to get out of it. So there was like a six-month absence of where Thai people wanted to go and karaoke and eat Thai food and drink. And so... We decided, let's give it a shot, you know, and uh, it caught on for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how that started.
0: And so are you guys thinking about bringing back the karaoke? Because right now you're not doing super late night, you right uh, know. Late night is just maybe till like 11, right? Right, right. So yeah. it's well, a we
3: are thinking about bringing back the late nights, but maybe not so um, directed at just the Thai community, but okay. we want to get more, you know, the, the neighborhood involved. Because right. like in
1: Wriglerville, you can right. get more... More people that come by yeah, after yeah. like the bar, after the or game yeah.
3: or something like that. Right. concerts
1: sometimes. Yeah. but
3: it'll still be like like an Asian-inspired mm. bar food, but just not so specific, marketed towards right. the Thai community. I mean, we want to get we want to get everyone in here, you know, to enjoy that
0: experience. Yeah. you know, you make- want where I'm no longer the token white person I understand <laughs> <laughs> right. maybe we can be a little
1: we can be like a, a, a chill out place like late night yeah. you know, um,
0: instead of like a, a like this is an a alternative to uh, burgers and wings and right you know, it's your thing why I come here from like 9 to 11 most times it's Like yeah. I want to like have a drink or have some food with someone mm-hmm. I don't want to sit at a bar and like struggle to have a conversation with them right, right. 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 So like a ton mm-hmm. of
1: sense wear like,
0: you can kind of chill. Yeah. More <laughs> relaxed atmosphere. <energy. laughs> so walk us through the, the brunch menu. Brunch menu for Thai is a little bit different. Everything I've had has been fantastic. Most times I don't even know how you this <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, Again, the brunch menu is kind of the same as on the dinner menu. It's just taking more of, like, American classics and throwing Asian flavors in it and twisting it up, like the... Uh, the pandan waffles pandan is like this plant it's a leaf it's very fragrant that is used a lot in asian southeast asian cooking and it's similar like it's it's used in combination with coconut and it, it provides a very aromatic aromatic flavor to it so um you know we it's actually been served it's actually a vietnamese dish okay pandan waffle um it's it, very I don't I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain. Pandan. Anyway, no, no, I get this question a lot. What is pandan, And it's just
1: like it's, it's a leaf. It's right? a leaf yeah, that like it just has an aroma to it that yeah. it's very uh, very I can't even explain
3: <laughs> it right now. <laughs> it's like it's like sometimes right, right. It's right when you, like, you, know, you can put it Right. Day. And then we also do like the um, smoked salmon egg benedict. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, that's playing our like sushi. You know, we 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 smoke our own salmon and so Combine that with you know, the traditional eggs benedict, you know, and then what else do we do on the
1: breakfast? Um, yeah.
3: Konomiyaki. Well, that's a traditional Japanese, yeah. it's, 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 I see it as a Japanese omelet. but a lot of people see it as, a like, pizza. Ja-
0: call it a Japanese pizza. First time I had that was king, I mm-hmm. thought it was Japanese omelet. that was uh, awesome. Yeah,
1: because it's egg, right? It's
0: It's yeah. egg based, it's, like, egg-based. Egg-based. it's got um, cabbage, and yeah. then it's topped
3: with, like, Bonito Flakes, um, Okonomiyaki sauce, which is like a, a sweet, kind of sour, tangy sauce, and uh, Japanese mango, which differs from like American traditional. Mango. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and then the Bonito Flakes really like, when when it's hot, you get the Bonito Flakes kind of like, almost like they're still alive. Right. like You know? It's <laughs> <closed. Yeah. laughs> It,
1: it, yeah. Yeah, and actually, we're going to add on um, sushi and ramen to the brunch menu. Okay. Probably so right. in a week or two, yeah, so it's coming up. Really soon, a,
3: yeah. we more ready. variety
2: for the
1: brunch for
0: the, Yeah,
1: for and the
0: brunch club. Makes sense. So what are some of the exotic foods you guys have on there? I've had quite a few, for sure, <laughs> that I absolutely love. <laughs> well, I guess who, some of these things. Well, should get them for we sure. We Exotic is an interesting word expensive. you're talking to right? Yeah, right. Like you're right. talking to our friend King, stranger from Chicago, and nothing right. is exotic to him. Yeah. Right. You right. talk right. to like an American who's only had like cheeseburgers <laughs> and fries her whole life. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think fried
0: quail is quite different. my yeah. favorite. It
1: has good serious. flavors, too. I like that a lot. But, you know, it's a little whole quail. <laughs> fried up and cut up. So I think to some Americans, it's probably quite... Yeah, traditionally
3: it. it's I guess like you know um, we're used to eating you know our meat filleted into nice so, so to see the whole thing together in yeah. one piece it, it, it's a
1: little whole bird yeah
3: a little um, what's the word like adventurous right. for some people but it's it's actually really really delicious I think it's yeah. one of my favorites too um i mean you can fry it to the point because the bones are so small mm-hmm. in the bird that like if you fry it to the point where the actually the bones get crispy you can just eat, eat it it. It, the whole thing okay let's you next know. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else um i think our taro fries are quite yeah. different yeah yeah we take taro root and we, we're all hand cut okay. into in like shoestring fries i guess you'd you say are, and yeah. garlic salts and that goes here as well with uh um, our aeoli, our parsley aioli, which is like, got like 13 different ingredients <laughs> in it, but um, mainly based on uh, Japanese mayo, again, um, and that's, yeah, that's probably our house signature sauce, and most most of the customers really enjoy that. Yeah.
1: And, and you then, serve that with the quail too, Yeah, right? and
3: it's with the quail as well. Um, but I guess the most exotic thing that I can think of right now that comes to mind is the, um, <laughs> the grilled sea snails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, not on the menu. It's, 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 it's special I guess request. It's King's secret. It's <laughs> King's special request. It's the only guy that gets orders it because he's the only guy who knows about it. So we've actually been considering like you know we'll, we'll
0: we'll stock it and whoever knows about it kind of secret menu way. It's a good trick. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Right. And like I would go in there because next to like where I worked in Madison and like mm-hmm. secret menu like this like sale like oh, okay sounds good dude like it so goes like, every day right like <laughs> you know, what's it's up show. yeah. 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 So <laughs> I don't worry about it. It's uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta be in the know. <laughs> right,
1: right. So we know, like, if people come and ask for it, it's from you, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so explain to us how these grilled snails work. Um, you can play it full of snails and you bite the shell, that you're done for. Um,
2: okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can, inside, you can, you can use a, a small fork or a toothpick and you kind of pull it out of its shell. And it comes paired with um, like a lime, a very garlicky, kind of spicy cilantro dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's for. I guess that's one of the dishes you could call traditional southeastern Asian bar food. Okay. Yeah, like yeah bar. that's something you would see at a Thai bar, like yeah, this is what they would eat with their beer drink beer and have
0: grilled sea snails <laughs> yeah And remember the first happens. time I had that we were out on the patio Kang and I were and I was like I'm just going to order it for you like, okay man whatever you want out comes the quail the Japanese what was it called the kaiyotia, yeah. 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 and then the sea snails I'm like okay whatever when in Rome right like, <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic so where do you guys kind of see the restaurant going in five years it's been open for about three now Right. Yeah. So things are obviously going really well. Yeah. What are? Well, I guess let's take a step back. <clears throat> you just took a trip to Thailand. Yeah. To do some exploring, maybe on getting to the restaurant menu. Right. How do you guys kind of alter the menu in that regard as you as um, you grow? Because I've seen your menu when you started three years ago mm-hmm. till today. Till like a year from now, it's going to be a little bit different. Right. Right. Okay. right.
3: Definitely. Um, I think, you know, this last trip I went to Thailand, I took some courses in how to make dim sum. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've been toying with the idea of adding dim sum to the brunch menu, because in Chicago, there's only a few places where you can actually get dim sum, and none of them are on the north side. I can think of
0: five, yeah. Yeah, they're in
3: Chinatown or in downtown, and for anybody who lives on the north side, it's, it's a journey just to go eat dim sum, so... Um, you know, we're still working on perfecting our recipes, but hopefully, you know, we're going to test it out and see how the public reacts to it if they like the idea of us, you know, serving dim sum. And, you know, ultimately, like, I grew up dim sum, going to dim sum in Chinatown and like, back at, uh, uh... Three happiness? I don't think they're around anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. They sort of, or at least their sign slope, I saw. Oh, Jersey. the sign slope. Yeah. Yeah.
3: On the corner, right? Yeah. Okay, Walmart, yeah. yeah. Um, but the way they served dim sum was they had the carts roll around, and you would just mm. say, give me that, give me yeah, that, yeah. to get right off the cart. Instead of having to order from a waitress, and they have to go put the order in the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. these carts would come in. I mean, ultimately if it gets busy enough we'd love to serve it that way we have room too. for carts <laughs> to be pushed oh, around it's really a unique experience it's fun to have it that a way
1: small yeah
3: and then you know, like different carts would have different things and you try and wave down like i want that cart yeah. to
0: come yeah.
1: over here, you know, like
0: but yeah, yeah
3: that
0: would be fun. so how do you get feedback from people like get through that was their Plan right. Try out dim sum for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. How are you getting feedback? Are you just asking random patrons? Are you checking Yelp? Are you ch- checking suggest That app? What are you guys doing to get of, that feedback?
3: All of the above. Right. Okay. All of the above. Yeah. I mean, we definitely try and like when the customers are here, we're always looking for feedback, talking to the right. customers. Um, of course, Yelp and uh, Google reviews. We're always staying on top of those, responding to people's mm-hmm. you know um, comments, and then. Maybe, yeah, other ways we could maybe try and see, like, maybe send out surveys or... We do
1: have common cards. Yeah, too. common yeah. cards.
0: Yeah, people like to read comments or something. Mm-hmm. So you guys are both spending a lot of time at the restaurant <coughs> with the food process, making the food great, like, dealing with customers. How do you balance that with the business aspect of running the company? Because the you know, business part doesn't stop. Right. Right. That's been a struggle,
3: especially in the beginning years where you know, we're doing everything ourselves, you know, um, but over the past year, you know, we brought on more staff to help take on some of the daily, the daily chores, take them off our, our, our laps and so that we can concentrate more on running the business side, Right. you know, and it, it's, it's been a, a huge, a huge help around here, yeah, because yeah, before it was 90, 100 hour weeks, right. like, you know, Sometimes uh, you know dishwasher wouldn't show up and I'd have to wash dishes myself. <laughs> like it's kinda crazy. Been here <laughs> yeah. one of those days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. all Busting.
3: Right. So, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean the business has been growing and we've been able to you know add some more staff, uh, you know, and help us really, you know up some of our time so that we can make more improvements and hopefully grow more and more in 2017
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah, So in regards like how do you guys see it growing right so you are you only have so much space available how many seats you can people like how many seats you can have people sit at right and how much you can sell how do you see, as business owners see it, like growing and kind of, like to where you want it to be well so Right now, you know,
3: weekends were packed. Weekend, and right. evenings were packed. Um, the brunch program is one of the things where we're really trying to grow right now, trying to promote. So that's one way we want to grow. Um, we're open for lunch. Yes, yes. So, I mean, there's
0: not a huge lunch crowd in this area, but. Yeah, like, like, I, don't, I can't even think of many businesses in the area. Like, right, right. Like big businesses, right. like in the day. Yeah, right. Maybe, but, but, I,
1: mean, I think we could always find a way to increase that
0: that or through um catering, catering is another
3: okay. program that we really want to give a lot of emphasis to this year build on, or, build um, on the catering
1: or business meeting yeah like host,
3: mm-hmm. hosting business like events
1: or sometimes just or like lunch maybe.
3: or catering are you lunch connected with food at all
1: we are but okay. we haven't been uh, working much with them lately yeah but, yeah we, we have
3: you know, and Blue played and we, we dab here and there with all that but like before like before this year last year like we were so busy that it was like, it was too much for us to do all at once makes sense yeah yeah but now this year I think now that we've got things more organized we're definitely gonna look back into those outlets to see because you know, yeah. do you guys delivery. do delivery
0: too? we yeah. do okay. that's another
3: way that we want to expand is by uh, you know increasing delivery um I know. I know a lot of people don't really picture Think of tapas when they want delivery. Like Asians have it so long, like, you know. But um, I think we want to tweak the menu a little bit to have uh, items that are a little more delivery friendly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Say. I think also like, we do have uh, big bites, ramen. Those are big portions. Right. Even small plates like think of it as instead of tapas, more just like appetizers right? so you can get some people even get a few appetizers as a meal yeah too that, that would be the same you
0: know? I literally almost did that on sushi. Sunday night when went to a restaurant yeah. yeah I wanted to get three appetizers we just, and I'm sharing right. something said yeah
1: because I think and I think it's great because instead of eating let's say just a fried rice you can get maybe like some wings and some crab ran fusions and like edamame. And that can Yeah, you, can mix, uh, you yeah, get things and you get a variety of so things. To me, the best way to go. <laughs> and
3: then you can go with sushi as well, and, you know, we do sushi right. by the half, half roll. Rolls
1: so instead
3: weekend. of eating like a whole roll, you can get more variety and order a bunch of half rolls instead of one or two whole rolls. Well. How
0: does sushi travel? Does it travel well? Okay. Yeah, actually, sushi travels well. Okay. Yeah, because yeah,
1: we don't go too far anyway, so we have a, a certain delivery area.
0: So okay. We, yeah,
3: but for
1: yeah. the amount of time that, that we uh, serve, I think, it's
3: and then the other way that we want to try and really expand this year is like we were talking about earlier is opening back up again for late nights, maybe, you know, the weekends or maybe like Thursday through Sunday, something like that. People just, you know, unwind and come out and have a drink at the end of the work week and whatnot, so.
0: A more relaxed environment is probably good for like Rubyville. People like can go find their like party bars, right? right. Like when, you know. Cubs game is going on. People are going nuts in the area, yeah, right? You yeah. like, don't always need to do that. Some people, yeah, know, are like, right. like place to chill, hang out, relax. And the neighborhood so. in the next couple of years is definitely going to be
3: changing, especially with all of the construction down the street. The Ricketts are building a hotel, I think it is, and there's a community center going up. You know, so there's a lot going on in the neighborhood in the next couple of years. And so I think we'll see a lot more of... Um, I guess tourists okay. in the area coming especially during baseball season oh yeah you know so but that's definitely a crowd that we want to attract
0: and, and pull in for. You know. I think the biggest thing I've been going to sports games my entire life is like where are you going to eat before and after right. I mean, I, mean I, I, I get game food like all the time like I went to the Bucks Thunder game for my Christmas gift on the first but like I you know waited to get game food there just to, like to splurge because it's been like 10 years, but normally you finish up, get out of there, like, oh, we're going to go eat and go. It's like a, a bar, right? right? Wait an hour and a half. Don't want to go somewhere that's, like, super nice It's like, $50 a plate. Mm-hmm. It's, like, perfect. Can, like, hang out, relax, grab a beer, right. have some, like, that food. Good
2: food, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah which is huge. But
3: yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, I think the next few years are going to be big. You know, hopefully we can uh, be prepared and and gear up in time for all the big
0: changes that are happening. You know. So you mentioned there's like a pretty big Thai community here. How do you guys kind of differentiate your restaurant from other Thai places? Well, first, we're not really a
3: Thai <laughs> restaurant.
0: <laughs> really right.
3: We don't really serve Thai traditional Thai fare. Um, Only a
1: few a few dishes, right? And not, not, not so traditional.
0: Right, right. But still at the same point, though, like, there's infinite restaurants in Chicago, right? right. I heard, like, some stat. I had to look it up. Like, if you ate a different restaurant for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you could eat at a different place for, like, five years straight just mm-hmm. in, like, Chicago proper. Right, right. Yeah. yeah.
3: So many. Um. How do we differentiate ourselves, then? I guess, like I said, um.
0: Yeah. I come items. here from, like, Bucktown, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people, who, like, probably want to, like, cruise on over here. Like, it's not easy me you get here. Right. It's like a like, $5 Uber, but, like why would they come check it out exactly
3: right yeah um i think you know creating that again that sense of um that we've been trying to always bring is that, that the, um, food sharing and um the, the experience of eating with friends sharing a meal um is definitely the main attraction for people to come here we do yeah. like, we do a lot of big parties here actually people like to have their parties here Interesting. Okay. that's that's What's what food sharing is all about? We yeah. take, you know, we've done parties of up to like 16 20 sixteen, twenty, twenty before. And so like corporate
0: events or like just like birthday parties, like we get a reservation, yeah. parties yeah, party stuff like that. baby shower. What? Well, no, bridal one? I don't see a lot of
1: babies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but
1: I mean, we. I think we're hosting one soon. Yeah, there was one that's coming up for baby shower that's probably during the day right
3: definitely. and I think that experience alone is what makes us really unique because it's hard to find mm-hmm. in Chicago yeah I can imagine so you know so and
1: I think a lot of our food is is very like, I think we put a lot of, of work into, into our food too like even the sauces you know we make ourselves or a, like a bar the bar syrups we made ourselves like fresh lime juice fresh lemon juice so I think it's a lot of Hair, I think.
3: Right. Yeah. We put you, unique flavors and yeah. combinations that, would, that come out, I think, also make us unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just like, um, I just had it and it just
0: slipped right out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, sushi rolls that are original to Bites Toppings? Oh yeah. Um, most of them are, Okay. Um, so it's the one
3: they haven't had yet here. Just trying to get through okay. everything most else that I signature. Most, yeah, most of our signature rolls are okay. very similar. Like, um, one of the more popular ones is Mad Crabber, okay. which has um, jalapeno, mm-hmm. spicy, um, spicy tuna, soft soaked crab, and it's topped with um, Ica, which is squid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sears squid. Seared squid calamari, and spicy mayo, and on top of that so it's, it's actually a really complex role but um i think the flavors really go well together and they come out
1: yeah yeah i think that's our favorite too yeah it's one of my favorites. and the staff love it
3: <laughs> <laughs> and i think again like I have an aversion. Most of the staff have an aversion to, to spicy food. Like uh, the hot chef? Yeah. The hot yeah. chef is uh, another
1: Is that food. the
3: right word, aversion? Did I use that? that Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like spicy food, a lot of them... But they, you do or do not like spicy food? We do, okay. we do like spicy food. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the, the menu items are, are definitely spicy, so I think that's another way that um, it makes us unique is that if you're a spicy food lover then bites it's a place for you you know (laughs) (laughs) because spicy foods and and beer just like match made in heaven right if you like beer and you like spicy food come by check it out (laughs) anything else you guys want to leave us up before we sign off Um, happy new year to everyone (laughs) hope that uh, you know everything goes well for everyone and
1: we hope to see you guys
3: here. Hope. Say hello, yes. right? <laughs> Say hello and uh, um, expect some pretty big changes coming up. Yeah, yep. we have a lot of things coming up, so hopefully.
1: Just follow us on uh, social media.
0: Facebook, Twitter, at yeah. Vice yeah, yeah. yep. yeah. We'll link to the show notes for sure. Perfect. Oh. All right, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. This was a fun interview for me, long time coming. I am a regular at this restaurant. (laughs) My absolute favorite part is the music. I love all the throwback, like, 70s music. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, that's a lie. That's my second favorite part. My favorite part is the Lucky Buddha beer. <laughs> always have a few of those bad boys when I'm stopping in for uh, some food or drink with these guys. It's absolutely incredible. Service is fantastic, always personable. They even let me have some parties there from time to time, like we did for Valentine's Day. It was absolutely incredible. My favorite part of all time, though, I brought my mom uh, into Bites Asian Tapas for dinner one night because she was in town with my dad visiting for a conference. And so her and I were sitting there having a good time, split a bottle of wine, had some different pieces of tapas for her to try. It was absolutely fantastic, right? So then she kind of sits there and gets on my case about me being like 30 years old, not being married yet, blah, blah, blah. You know, the usual mom stuff. So this is getting like a little bit old for me at this point, right? And so I'm like, all right, let me just like fix this scenario. So I call over Asana. One of the owners like, hey, Asana, like do a quick second. She talks to my mom about like opening the restaurant, things of that nature. So I'm trying to think, how am I gonna like make this work, right? So then the bill comes and it just like hits me like a strike of lightning. Bow! Like, watch this, I tell myself, right? So I grab the check and I'm like, hey, Asana, like these numbers like right here on the check, some of them make sense, but some of them don't, you know, pointing to like our prices and she goes, Oh, like what, what number doesn't make sense in there for you? I said, Oh, I don't see your phone number on here. And she goes, Oh, okay. And takes the pen and the paper and starts writing something down. I'm like this pump yeah looking good awesome rain right for my mom she hands me back the, the check right and it says you can call me anytime and then she sh- circled the number of the restaurant for reservations <laughs> absolutely ridiculous in the words of Kelso from that 70s show Burn! <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I love this place. Stop in anytime for some amazing food from Bites Tapas. You will not be disappointed one bit. This episode is sponsored by Lunar Ball. Lunar Ball is Chicago's largest fundraiser for Asian American young professionals and friends, which will be held Saturday, March 25th at the elegant Wintrust Grand Banking Hall. Lunar Ball attracts 800-plus of Chicago's most accomplished young professionals from over 30 different organizations for an evening of drinks, food, entertainment, and networking. So come join them. Have fun, support community charities, and celebrate the year of the rooster. (laughs) do. This event sells out every year, so make sure you secure a spot soon. I personally will be there. It'll be absolutely phenomenal. Looking forward to it. Please come say hi. If you haven't already... Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.